Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne-Marie Singleton. We have a guest with us today, Justin Howard. Thank you. From Black Box Improv. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Hey, I'm really excited to do it. We're excited to have you here. So a lot of people, so Black Box Improv, kind of talk to us about what that is, and we'll talk about how we've experienced your organization. Yeah, so um, at its core, it's a, a place that people come to watch improvisational theater which means that a group of people from our theater get on stage and uh, based on very little information provided from the audience, we'll do an entire one hour show, take an intermission, come back, get more information, do another one hour show. Yeah, so if, if you've never experienced improv or you're wondering what it is, and this isn't exactly what happens, but it's sort of like that show that Drew Carey used to host, Whose Line Is It Anyway, Yep. right? Yep where they call people up, they give them a skit, they tell them what they're supposed to do, um, and then they act it out. Yeah, one difference with ours, and I don't want to get too into it, but um, on that show, they get a lot more information. In our theater, we get a lot less. So we'll ask the audience, what's the name of a musical that's never been written? Someone will yell, the Banana Parade, and then we'll do... <laughs> We'll do a full one-hour show where we make up all of the scenes and characters, and then with our improvised pianist, we'll also make up songs. So um, a lot less information, so they don't give us quite as much up front. But in the fact that it is all 100% improvised, yeah, it's yeah. very similar. And, you're, uh, and where are you located? Downtown Dayton on 3rd Street in the Cannery Building. It is... Uh, Pretty equidistant between Dragon Stadium and the Oregon District, so people are pretty familiar with that. Um, yeah. yeah. And you guys are open when? We have shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, and then we also have classes through the week for people who are interested in learning how to perform on the stage. So those are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So every day of the week, yeah, so we I'm, are doing something. So one of the things that we we found about um, improv, and you might wonder what you know, why are we talking about improv? And if you listen to Scott and I regularly, a couple episodes ago, um, we did a, a podcast on soft skills, right? And so some of the time when we talk, we talk about leadership, we talk about business, we talk about giving back to the community, and how do we do that? And how do we improve the skills of our employees? And what we do is very technical, but it also requires human interaction, as does almost everything that you do in life. And so one of the things that we embarked on was an adventure to try to figure out how do we improve the personal interaction, the communication skills, which is what most people wouldn't recognize that at, um, as, but really soft skills of our workforce, starting with our consultant base. And we know Justin from the community, from his involvement with TEDx, and had a conversation and said, you know, is this something you can help us with? I had heard from having a personal conversation with mm -hmm. you that you had done some things at the Harvard Business School mm -hmm. in terms of helping leaders and coaching, and you were like, hey, improv for business, like, check it out. Mm -hmm. um, that's not how I phrased it. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean, no. I would think that's not my like, I could say, I could say <laughs> comedy improv, right? That would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could say business leadership, that would make sense. I'm not sure what was really uh, interesting would be you'd say improv business yeah and so and now that makes sense to us 
Right. So kind of tell our listeners how, how you stepped into that. Um, okay, so when I opened the theater, um, my thought was, which was in 2012, my thought was I need to perform for a long time to prove to people that I know what I'm doing. That made sense to me. Um, what I found out is that people typically um, would contact us about our own classes before ever seeing a show. And to this day, when we have a new level one class that starts, which we start one every month, we will ask the people who start the class, how many of you have never seen a show? And over 50% of the people raise their hands. And that kills me because I would think if you were going to learn, you would want to make sure I knew what I was doing first. But that has never been the case. So when it came to corporate training, it's not something that's new to the world of improv. Um, and so I thought, you know, kind of in the same way, eventually we'll get into this. Uh, but it just so happened that a guy in my theater uh, finished his service in the Air Force. He went to Harvard uh, to get his MBA, um, talked to a professor there about what I do, and called me. And within a week, I was on a plane to Boston. And I got the opportunity to do a six-hour session with MBA students. Um, and it was amazing. They loved it. And so, although I had done some stuff for some companies prior, I really wasn't pushing it at all. Um, and then when I got back with that, a woman from my theater who does public relations said, please let me write an article to send out. Uh, the Dayton Business Journal picked it up. And then from then on, it's just been, uh, you know, kind of a steady flow of companies. But essentially, when, when you're on stage in improv, because we take such little information, you have to have really strong communication skills, the soft skills you're talking about. So listening skills, uh, quick thinking, teamwork. So tell us how much people retain when they listen. We talked about this our first time together. Yeah, so like 25% is what actually Harvard found out in the 50s and then other studies have been done. So out of everything that somebody says to you, one quarter of it actually retains yeah. in your brain. So if our listeners listen to our podcast four times, will they have 100% of our message no. today? <laughs> They'll have four one quarter percent. <laughs> Four twenty-five. I was wondering how that math worked out. But think about that. 25% of what you hear, you retain. That's when you're really good, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like uh, the average of people, of adults. So um, for us in improv, though, the problem is if we only retain 25% of what we hear, it's a total mess on stage. And so it's a skill that when you learn improv, you have to get better at. If you're not better at listening, you're not ever going to be able to do improv. And so uh, it works really well for the stage, but it turns out that companies all across the world really desire to listen to each other better, listen to their customers better. Um, and so as companies over the years have tried to improve these skills, they found that some of the traditional training methods, although they present the right message, it's really hard for them to embrace that. Yeah, so that would be something like case studies or it would be something like role playing. Um, those would be traditional trading methods. I right. think one of the things too is really interesting. So we told our sales staff, hey, we're going to go improv. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, we get there, we sit down, there's a stage and a bunch of lights. And yeah. I'm sure they're freaking out. Like, yeah. what in the world? Because we is come happen? to your place to yeah. do it, to yeah. the theater. Yeah. And what was really interesting about that was, was number one, is you, you made it a safe place. So I'm not going to embarrass you. Mm -hmm. um, and the first time was really around listening. And what I heard when, by the way, you're a great coach. Thank too. you. Uh, and, uh, and you're really funny. That's However, <laughs> what, um, and you're, you're authentic uh, and you have a lot of information about just the human condition. Mm -hmm. So what, 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 the first experience was really around just like listening. And what I heard when you were coaching us was we don't normally want to listen because we have our own motive about our next thought. Mm -hmm. 
how do we get that out? Right. Uh, and you asked us one exercise. So someone would say one sentence, mm -hmm. and we had to repeat it word for word, yeah. and none of us could do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. People paraphrase or leave parts out or leave parts off. It, it was really difficult to do. Yeah. And I still am practicing it. So we didn't come for just one session, right? We're doing six uh, four-hour sessions so that um, we can build on that. And it's about experiential learning, right? right? It's not something you can just read about and do. Right. What's great, like with the exercise you just mentioned, so you have this moment of kind of epiphany, you know, like this guy, what he's saying, I, I just saw myself do it. I cannot listen to everything they say because I have so much in my brain. But then after that point, uh, what we're trying to do is move you beyond that, right? And get the skill so that you can listen to what other people say and have faith in yourself that when they're done talking, you'll have words to say. <laughs> and uh, so that's what's so unique about improv is we're putting you in the situation, although I may not role play like, okay, you're gonna be the customer and you're gonna be uh, the representative from the company, but I'll put you in a situation where you do an exercise that brings out all the things that we need and forces you into a position of listening at a higher rate. Um, and then the other thing that's is um, like a woman from your group, Suzanne, she shows up uh, for the last session and she has this little calendar square that, you know, those little daily calendars mm -hmm. that she had seen and tore it off and it was about how to listen and like how it makes, uh, it's the greatest form of uh, respect or something like that. And what's unique to me is that it stuck with her so much that when she left, she saw a little reminder of it and she said, I'm going to put that aside yeah. and bring that to Justin. So it's not just the day of training. Right. It's not, well, I should go back and refer to my notes. It's, I see this in my kids. I see this in my wife. I see this in my customers. And it's just constantly right there. So those two weeks or whatever we've put between training is spent kind of re, you know, cycling over and over those concepts in your mind and seeing your, I did it again. I didn't even listen to a word they said. Yeah. Uh, so it really cements itself, which is nice. I don't know if this is giving all your, your secrets away, but tell, can you tell the story, the, the poker story about communication and Yeah, so it's a theory of mine, I guess, or just a, I think a way of looking at it is, um, is I think communication is a lot like poker in that uh, there are three types of people playing poker. One is the amateur. This is the one who has their hand and says, all black is good, right, Scott? <laughs> right? If they're all the same, if four aces, is that something I want? Those are those people, right? The amateur, they don't really know what they're doing. Um, and so the, uh, then there's the bully. And this is the person who is just trying to push you um, unfairly to certain aspects of the game. They don't really know how to play the game that well. They just know if they push all their chips in, they'll intimidate you, or if they mock you for taking too long. Or, or wear sunglasses. Or wearing sunglasses. Right. Yeah, they wear sunglasses, they have little eyeballs on them. Those are the bullies, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then there's the expert. And this is the person that understands the game, that understands body language, that understands um, uh, bluffs versus genuine uh, excitement and, and those things. And so for communication, what I have found is because nobody really works on it, in fact, 2% of people in the corporate world even have training on listening. Wow. Um, so 2%, only 2% only and they're all at McGowan Braven. What? And so, <laughs> so uh, uh, if, you, if you have somebody who's playing the game of poker who's the expert, not always are they going to have uh, the upper hand, but in communication sense, I think 
if you can be the expert, you can be uh, the person that circumvents the amateurs and the bullies, which are really the bulk of, I think, what's out there in the personal world, corporate world, everything. Well, you know, ever since we've been, we've been there three times. Uh, We're going on December. our fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we've had a lot of training here back and forth uh, with uh, uh, all different segments of our workforce. Uh, but really nothing that's created that kind of buzz. Right, even from yeah. our from our staff. Right, and so they that, didn't want to go. You're right. In the beginning, they were like, oh, "This is four hours. Oh my God, another meeting. What are we going to do? Like, these are professionals. Like this, these are people in their 40s. You know, some in their 50s. Like, what? What else are you going to teach me? Right? Yeah. After that training, people were like that. Like, thank you. I, I got to thank you at last night. I mean, people are like, "This is amazing. It's improved my relationship at home." with my friends, with my spouse, with my kids. I used it in the car with my kids this morning. Mm -hmm. They were fighting. Now we convert them to laughter because we're doing a little improv exercise that just gets your mind to think a different way. Yeah, and it's so, fun. It is a lot of fun. It and is th fun. And that's actually fundamental in the learning process because when you have fun, you let down your defense, right? That's what you did with your kids. They were all defensive against each other. You put yeah. something fun in there, and then they drop the shields. Yeah, so let's talk about letting down your defense, because I love this thing. You gave us this example maybe in the first or second class, and I thought about it this morning coming in here. So we, we knew yesterday we are going to be on film, right? Normally we are in our little studio. No one can see us. We're just having a good time with our microphone and our round table. No one's looking at us. Today we're live on video. So I remember the story you said is like, hey, look at some pictures of yourself in a backyard basketball game mm -hmm. and look at your like look your at belly. your stomach, right? Yeah. See if it's like sticking out. Because I'm guessing you're not, you know, sucking it in. You're just having a good time. You're in the moment. You're playing basketball. And so as I came in this morning, I was thinking, you know, first of all, that you know, we're not supposed to wear wavy lines or anything because the camera picks it up. And I'm thinking, well, all my flesh-colored clothes are at the dry cleaner, so I can't, like, match my skin tone, right? Mm -hmm. So, and am I going to sit up straight? Am I going to... And normally, I'm just thinking about the message and my words, but I had all mm -hmm. these other things in my brain this morning. Mm -hmm. And so for improv, what you're trying to teach us is just be in the moment. Yeah. Be a communicator. Like, let all that stuff go. There's nothing you can do about it, right, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and you were talking about lights at the theater. I mean... One of the things that always happens in communication situations is there's a little bit of anxiety in some way because I want to get this customer to sign up for something. I want to help this customer. I want my kid to still love me <laughs> even though they're a teenager and they don't love anyone. And so, uh, and so we always have these little moments of anxiety and anxiety puts stuff in our heads. And the stuff in our head is what stops us from being able to listen, to be able to communicate, be creative, quick thinking. We put all these little obstacles in there. So in a lot of ways, it's just identifying and practicing how to be okay with your belly sticking out. Well, and I think also it has a lot to do with ego and pride. Yeah. I mean, we get wrapped up into that. It chokes us. I have the best ego story. Can I tell it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so 2013 was the first year of TEDx in Dayton, and I got asked to uh, speak at TEDx. And you've spoken at TEDx, I think, mean, yep. a year or two later. Do you uh, 2014. Yeah. So it was the next year he spoke. So I got asked to speak, and they wanted me to um, improvise my entire thing because they thought that would be a fun shtick. So I said, yes, I'll do this. And then as it got closer, everybody got nervous because they wanted to know what I was going to say, and I had to tell them, like, I don't know what I'm going to say because you told me to improvise it, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, and then when I got up there and did it, it was um, talked about as one of the better TEDx speeches, right? Like, everybody got super excited. So I got done, uh, it was a Friday, I had to show you that evening, so I ran down to Starbucks, got in line, there's a big line waiting for drinks, 
And I'm standing there waiting on my drink and this woman taps me on the shoulder. And in that moment, my thought as I turned was, oh, I bet she saw me on stage. Oh, right? nice. Uh, and yeah. I turned to her and she says, sir, you have a dryer sheet sticking out of your pants. <laughs> And then I realized in that moment, and I've thought about it a lot since, uh, I probably am more likely to be recognized for a dryer sheet hanging yeah. out of my pants than really anything I ever accomplish. So it's probably time to just set the pride aside yeah. and just, you're just a human, you know? Uh, so if someone sees me in a restaurant and they stare at me for a minute instead of thinking, oh, I bet they've been to my theater, I probably should think, I probably have something on my face. Yeah. yeah. You know, the other thing that I like about that <laughs> is, you know, growing up, my mom um, used to tell my brother and I both, um, you're, you're an artist. Hmm. So, and she would have drafting boards and coloring books and then, and then paper and we would draw and like design and build things. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to school and I would watch somebody draw better than me and that would just validate I, like, I'm not an artist. Mm -hmm. and I would go home and my mom says, how come you aren't drawing? Because so-and-so can draw better than me. Yeah. I'm not an artist. And she would always like, no, that's not true. Mm -hmm. You are an artist. Mm -hmm. So she was relentless about that. And, you know, am I most, the, the most creative? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, can I draw better than a lot of people? I don't know. Paint. But I really appreciate the fact that she encouraged me and always told me that I was an artist. And when I learn an improv, uh, and watching you teach our workforce and just a variety of different people yeah. is um, everybody is creative, mm -hmm. right? People, enjoy, they like to laugh. Yeah. They're just trapped in their own skin. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we talked about this the first time you guys were in. I have this issue with our world telling everybody this is who you are. Um, you're you're good at accounting. You do accounting. Right. Stay away from marketing, right? <laughs> right. Um, and that's Dave how we, might let me in marketing. That's, <laughs> that's how we treat people. Is uh, we put them in this this world where we're telling them you are this and aren't this. But in my theater, what I've found is even if Anne Marie is only a tiny bit creative, if I can add that to Scott's the bigger creative, we have more. It's just simple math, right? Right. And so instead of trying to say, well her stuff isn't a value. Instead, it's let's try to eke out every little bit of creativity. Um, and I think that that really applies in the business world too. Right. You can expand on what your team has. You've got a great team of uh, account executives, but if you could be more creative, if you could get them working to better To use their team, creative yeah. creativity. Yeah. And I'll tell you the thing that I've seen, you know, I've, I'm Scott's worked with, with all these folks for forever. I've, I've been here 11 years, is that when we get in there and they're ready to roll with all right, I'm open, like mm -hmm. open my mind. What do you have for me today, Justin? And you made us say nonsense things. Like that was really hard last week. Like don't exercise. form a sentence, just <laughs> talk like cup, shirt, bowl, yeah. ice, snow. Yeah. Like what does that even mean? But getting your brain to flow more freely mm -hmm. and then doing an exercise where you need to think on your feet, it seemed to come a lot more easily. Yeah. And I work with these guys. Some of them are, you know, about as interesting as the dark side of this coffee cup when it comes to talking about a spreadsheet, right? I love the team, but right. they're like, you know, this is insurance, right? This is what we do. We're, you know, we need to be professional. And um, they, I don't even think they knew they were creative. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is cool, right? Yeah. Like, it's a whole different feeling. Yeah. So I've had lunch with a couple of people and talked about you and your organization. Yeah, which is thank um, you. Yeah, and then I'm like, hey, you got you like you got to call Justin. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've been through a lot of uh, sessions and training, uh, and your workforce would enjoy this, regardless of whether it's sales or not. Right.
Right. Uh, so how, how do our listeners learn more about Black Box and Black Box Consulting? Yeah. Black Box Improv. So we have two websites. Uh, Dayton Black Box is our website for the theater, and you can connect to the other website through that. But um, then we have one just for the corporate training called Outside Black Box, uh, where you can get on and you can see um, a few testimonials, a few uh, ideas of what we do and kind of how we shape things. Typically what happens uh, is like with you guys, you contacted me and you said, this is what we're trying to accomplish. How can we do that? And we built training around it. Uh, it's not like I had to reinvent exercises, but I do spend a lot of time trying to make sure that we're accomplishing what you want. And right. Like with you guys, we've got six sessions, and technically I said we're not going to work on teamwork till the end, but we've been working on teamwork since day one. Yeah. We just haven't talked about it. Mm -hmm. We've just watched it happen. So I'm trying to build something that, that ramps up to that. So usually companies will contact me. Um, we'll talk about what they're trying to accomplish, and then we'll build something around that and, and go do it. So Yeah, so we'll put Justin's website addresses on our blog, healthierbirthdays.com, so you can take a look out there. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's been awesome. And you've been a real uh, real asset to McGowan Bravender. You're you. an asset to Dayton in our community, uh, and hopefully our listeners will get value out of that. And hopefully um, Scott and I will be better communicators so we can keep being interesting or more interesting on our podcast. Yeah, we can, we, can judge my <laughs> we can judge my effectiveness by analyzing your first podcast in like one in six months. Right, yeah. okay, Absolutely. good. And certainly for our listeners, thanks for joining us live. Facebook world. Yeah, okay, so that we normally... <laughs> so join it. If you have any questions or feedback, go to our website. Uh, also, you go to healthierbirthdays.com. Uh, you can reach out to Ann. You can reach out to myself. Ann at healthierbirthdays.com or Scott, Scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Ann at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on, on Side, Side Effects. Effects.